That was, what a week it's been. Uh, <laughs> Same. <laughs> what a fucking week it's been. So, welcome to Creeps in the Crypt. Welcome, welcome. This is Eric, as Hi. always. I'm joined by... Sam. And... The living legend. <laughs> the saying. legend herself. The, the, mean, the mean little bitch. The mean <laughs> little bitch. <laughs> so, or Christian is, she's also known as. Yeah. My, my lovely wife. Um... Before we get started today, let's just discuss a couple of things. Some crypt keeping. Crypt keeping. Yeah. Uh, guys, be sure to <clears throat> subscribe and download and rate the show. Spotify lets you rate the show now. So please go do that. It really helps us out. Downloading the show is the only way we know you're listening. If not, we, we don't know who the hell's listening. Like, if you just stream the show, it does nothing for us. Please download the show. Let us know you're here. Yes. And does anybody have anything else to add? Uh, I don't think so. All no. right. I think the crypt is clean now. All right. We dusted the crypt. We got rid of all the cobwebs. <laughs> all right. Well, without further ado, Sam, take away part, part two. two of so, the Black Dahlia. So last week we left off with Red being cleared on all suspicion of Elizabeth Short's murder. Lucky fucking guy. Right. This week, we're going to dive into the theories and the suspects that surrounded the murder. This is the part that I find the most interesting. Like, I went down so far of the rabbit hole, it turned into a mole hole. <laughs> I was just going in blind. Just <laughs> knocking anything over. She could turn it over every rock. Literally every pebble. S Sam's really knocked it out of the park with the research on these last two episodes. Thank you, little pal on the back. Yeah. So, in 1999, retired LAPD detective Steve Hodell was going through his deceased father's belongings when he found two photos of a woman who bore a striking resemblance to Elizabeth Short. Steve began his own investigation into his father. He went through newspaper archives and witness interviews from the case and even filed a Freedom of Information Act to obtain the FBI files on the murder. See, on the surface level, this just seems like a retired cop who's like trying to get his 15 minutes of fame mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and trying to profit off a cold case. But. But <laughs> when you dig a little deeper. Gotta dig a little deeper. It's, um, it, it's compelling. I'll say, I'll say mm -hmm. that. We'll get more into it. <clears throat> Steve had a handwriting expert compare samples of his father's writing to the writing on some of the notes sent to the press from the alleged killer. The results of the examination came back as a strong possibility that his father, Dr. George Hodell, had written the notes, but they were not conclusive enough to be definitive. So it was like strong possibility. Probably so. Um... Another piece of damning evidence, the way that Elizabeth's body was cut in half was very similar to a medical procedure called a hemichorophectomy. Hemi Say that three times fast. Right? Sam. I'm not even sure I said that right. It sounds <laughs> Hemichorophectomy. Right. That, that motherfucker's got a hemi now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where a surgeon slices the body beneath the lumbar spine. George had been attending medical school when this procedure was being taught back in the 1930s. Steve also found a folder containing receipts for contracting work on his childhood home 
in George's UCLA archives. Watch why they were in the college archives. I don't know. Suspish. I don't know. I've after buying this house, I've just started throwing shit everywhere. No, we have the box. Yeah, everything goes in the box. Perfect. The box has everything in it. The box. And it's labeled. In this folder was a receipt dated a few days before Elizabeth's murder for a large bag of concrete. Which, if you remember from last week, her body, near her body, was an empty bag of concrete. Like a concrete bag. And it was the same size and brand that was found near the body. Suspicious. Suspicious. I mean, all right. I was going to play devil's advocate, but that's pretty fucking damning. Like, I was going to say, well, it's not like he encased her in the same concrete or anything. It's no, just the same size bag and brand. Well, we buy, don't have like a buy Paul, it, not use it. We don't have a Paul Bernardo situation where he's like putting a bitch's torso in a concrete block that he made. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. by the time Steve got a hold of this case and started his own investigation, Many of the original officers who had worked Elizabeth's murder had already passed. However, he was able to carefully reconstruct conversations these officers had about the case. It wasn't until about this time that an L.A. Times reporter named Steve Lopez requested official police files from the case and made a shocking discovery. Shortly after the murder, the LAPD had a list of six main suspects. And Fascinating. Dr. And Dr. George Hodel was on their list. Yeah, this, this is the part where I'm like, oh, that's pretty fucking damning. He was so high on their suspect list that his home was actually bugged in 1950 so the police could monitor his activity. Hmm. A lot of the audio that was retrieved was pretty normal stuff, but one chilling exchange struck out to the police, and it's at 8.25 p.m. It says, they kind of like, um, what's it called? Transcribed it. Yeah. It says, woman screamed, woman screamed again. It also should be noted that the woman was not heard before the scream. So there was no talking, laughing, nothing. So that means that this is another woman that George Hodel potentially has murdered. No, this was, uh, well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So this means that if a woman screams, screams again, and then they hear the gurgle gurgles, um, or a death rattle, if you want to call it that. Yeah. That means this is another victim. So I would say... Possibly, the Black Dahlia might be his first victim. Maybe. But there's nobody linking this. There wasn't a, like, a definitive date of these, like, transcript, trend, the recordings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because trust me, I looked. Um, so later that day, George was overheard telling someone, quote, realized there was nothing I could do. Put a pillow over her head and cover her with a blanket. Get a taxi. Expired at 12.59. They thought there was something fishy. So that was end quote. So they thought there was something fishy. No. A woman screaming and said, I put a pillow over her head. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. The, the stupid whore wouldn't shut the fuck up, you see. <laughs> now they may have figured it out. Killed her. End quote. This was like two separate like. 
Uh, it was this, the same. Yeah, this is before the Black Dahlia, or after the Black Dahlia. This is 1950. Yeah. More evidence was gathered against Dr. Hodel. Quote, supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia, they couldn't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary because she's dead. I killed that bitch, too. That's what I was about was to say. Was that the woman screaming that they heard? Could be. Was she the one that expired at 1259? And who was getting a taxi? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, well, that was like back in the day when you could like invite your secretary over at 11 o'clock at night <laughs> and not have to worry about getting me too. Um, but the fact that the times were so different back then yeah, that allowed for behavior and bullshit like this mm -hmm. that's when they still had office parties in the middle of a like normal work day and you could still wear blackface yes <laughs> you had to point that out even though all of the evidence seems to point to george hodell being elizabeth's murderer the black dahlia case is still not closed but that hasn't stopped steve from further investigating his father he says that he found details from dozens of other murders that could possibly be connected to his father, implicating him not only as the Black Dahlia murderer, but also as a deranged serial killer. I believe it. Right? For, like, DNA wasn't a thing back then. No. Steve's research caught the attention of Stephen R. K., the head deputy for the L.A. County's DA's office back in 2004. And he said that if George Hodel was still alive, he would have enough to indict him for Elizabeth Short's murder. Uh. In 2013, Elizabeth's case made its way back into the headlines. An article in the San Bernardino Sun reported a more recent investigation of the murder that was being conducted by retired police sergeant Paul Dosty, Steve Hodel, and a good boy named Buster with a keen sense of smell specifically that of decomposing flesh. He's a cadaver dog. So why would they need a cadaver dog? Like, I guess just to search the property? Yeah. Okay. The sun... Because like, the Black Dahlia is like rotted the fuck away. Well, yeah. She a skeleton. The team has uncovered more incriminating evidence against Steve's father. The team investigated Dr. Hodel's home and Buster indicated several traces of human decomp in the basement. Following their search, soil samples were taken from Dr. Hodel's home and were submitted for testing. The results came back positive for human remains. Though it doesn't mean that Elizabeth was 100% there, it does mean that George Hodel might not be the biggest stranger to murder. And that's a direct quote. I mean, this is a time, like... You have all the mental institutions and the doctors experimenting on the patients. Mm -hmm. A lot of this shit stems from, like, these doctors are nuts. Yeah. Like, I mean, modern medicine has come a long fucking way. Well, you have to understand they're under a lot of stress. I mean. And it, it can derail somebody and make used them to, crazy. People used to, It's not even that. It's like they all. All these guys would dig up corpses from the fucking cemetery to, like sell the like this, we're talking like hh holmes time yeah like Ooh, i love hh holmes like that's only 20 years before this basically yeah. 20 30 years they're digging up fucking graveyards to sell skeletons to medical schools there's a lot of shady shit going on in the medical world oh yeah 
a lot of shady experimentation on human beings that are still alive. It's pretty fucked. So I didn't first hear Dr. George Hodel's name when I did this research. I actually heard it um, because Ghost Adventures did an episode. <laughs> it would not be an episode if Sam did not mention Ghost Adventures. Here we are. <laughs> We've come was, full circle. I know he mentioned it before. We did 10 minutes on Zach Bagans and Ghost Adventures I last love week. Zach Bagans. Look, all I'm saying is, is I they, think after 20 seasons. I mean 20 more. That show is just a bunch of 40 year old dudes going, What was that? I don't care. And yelling at ghosts and running yeah, away. There's no That's ghost. Fine. There's no ghost. They're not finding any ghosts. I don't care. I love him. There is no evidence that Zach Bagans is finding. I don't care. Do you have a cat in your lap? I have a cat who's n- not being a good spooky sprite. I know that. <laughs> it happens. So, George's kids released George's own books. And they turned it into a TNT miniseries called I Am the Night. And it starred Chris Pine. Awesome I mean, fucking Pine. Name. Uh, George has been accepted by many as the leading suspect in Elizabeth's murder. Steve even believes that his father was the Zodiac killer, which I don't believe. I don't. The MOs are totally off. Correct. They use a lover's lane murder. Yeah. I mean, Zodiac also was. Way too fucking smart. I mean, he definitely... Or maybe they, not. They did just solve <laughs> his his cipher, and I want to say that he fucked up his own cipher, and that's why they can never discuss, like figure out what the fuck he was trying to say. <laughs> he, was, he like fucked up the cipher. Right. So everybody's like, what the fuck does this even mean? And it's like just gibberish at that point. Have you watched The Most Dangerous Animal of All? I haven't. Um, oh, it's so good. So good. It's on The Zodiac Killer. I mean, they mentioned the Zodiac Killer on American Horror Story. I believe it's the first season, The Murder House. Oh, yeah, they do. And, do they? Uh, yeah. I think so. I haven't watched it in so and long. And it's a mad scientist doctor. That oh, kills her. Yeah. yeah. This is like 2000. Like, when did that show come hmm. out? 2011? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. No, it was before that. Or no, after that, like 2012, 13, something like that. Really? Yeah, I want to say it was 2011. Oh, I don't fine, know. Whatever. Anyway, I'm not going to see her debate on Google what... it. <laughs> so, Red and George Hodel weren't the only real suspects of murdering Elizabeth Short, though. Oh, shit. Here we go. Now commence Sam's rabbit hole dive. <clears throat> we, are, we are going deep into the bowels of the internet uh, for these. Cons- Put your tinfoil hat on for these. So, here we go. A man named... And so, this guy... Okay, so this Joseph guy, every, like, source... Not every source, but all the sources that I found for this guy had different last names, but they all kind of were similar. So, I'm going to give all three, so I'm not wrong. I have a one in three chance shot of being correct with his last name. So it's, We shoot for accuracy here at Creeps yes, in the Crypt. Yes, we do. I go... Do uh, we... I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Whatever keeps the listeners happy. Sure. We do our best over here. So this guy's name is Joseph, and it's either Dumais, Dumain, or Dumois. Dumois. It's Dumois. Dumois. Those damn it's French. French. It's the French people. Right. I'm, I'm assuming it is French, and it's one of the three. Oh, Elizabeth, do you like crepes? Dumain. I love crepes. <laughs> do you, I would get Dumain Just say you like little floppy pancakes. <laughs> I would get into a white van for crepes. 
I disagree with that. Uh, yeah. I love cream. You got me at waffles, though. Yeah, if I'm going to Waffle House, I'm, uh, <laughs> I might turn over for a fucking uh, rapist. <laughs> if you put free Waffle House in, on the back of your rape van, oh I'm going to crawl in. So this Joseph guy, he was also a person of interest. He claimed to have been blackout drunk with Elizabeth in San Francisco just a few days before her body was discovered. <clears throat> Not a good fucking sign. When police asked him if he thought he murdered Elizabeth, he said yes. But unfortunately, Joseph was dismissed because later evidence came to light that he was on his military base, which was Fort Dix, the day <laughs> she was murdered. I'm a child. <laughs> a man named Daniel Voorhees, not related to Jason Voorhees. Oh, uh, this guy this guy takes the cake for me. I already I'm already have a good feeling about this. <laughs> What's his kill count? He uh, he signed a confession in late January that read, quote, I killed Beth Short. Daniel didn't seem to be taken seriously as a suspect because he was never able to corroborate his confession with any details. This actually happens quite a bit. Yeah. In like high profile cases. I don't understand why. Why would you want to confess to something that uh, you didn't do? For the be, fame? For the fame. For your 15 They're going to put minutes. your ass in jail. Yeah, but they they're don't famous. Care. Oh. They're famous. They're they infamous. Went, they went down in history. Yeah, they're infamous. I mean, look at Henry Lee Lucas. That dude confessed to like every fucking murder on the books. <laughs> It's like, Henry, did you rape a horse two weeks ago? Yeah, I sure did. I sure did. I sure did. Like, well, how did you kill this woman in the same time two weeks ago? Uh, I got Dr. Strange powers. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm secretly the Flash. <laughs> I take one pump of the horse, go back and stab the lady. One pump of the horse, go back and stab the lady. Oh, shit, that was my penis. <laughs> but what police did find interesting is that he called Elizabeth Beth, which, while wasn't documented in reports, it was supposedly her nickname to a lot of her friends. Hmm. <clears throat> I just found that interesting. You know, could this person be a friend of hers that came to town? Maybe. And then he maybe liked her more than a friend, and then he had to gut her like a fucking fish on the sidewalk? Maybe. Or dump her on the sidewalk after he got her like a fish. I don't know. Mm -hmm. She was seen, rumored to be seen at the Cecil. Mm -hmm. And we know that place is a goddamn cesspit. Mm -hmm. Evil cesspit. <clears throat> a woman named Emily Williams came forward and confessed to being the Black Dahlia murderer around the same time that Daniel confessed. I don't see that a woman. No, doing I don't this. either. Not not trying to be sexist, but no, a woman couldn't no. commit this crime. I'm sorry. It's it's not a crime of passion. No, it, it, it was it, definitely thought out. Yeah, this was like, I need... And meticulous. I want to make a human being suffer. suffer. Which is not saying that women don't enjoy other people to suffer a little bit sometimes. But I enjoy it. I know. Yeah, but you want to see... All right, so basic psychology is like... You're not going to pick some rando off the street and no. torture them to death. You're no. going to pick somebody that you know that you fucking hate. Correct. Exactly. Where a dude is like. You will plan that shit out. Yeah, exactly. And then you always get caught. Um, the way to keep it going is to make it all random. That's why. And nobody misses sex workers, unfortunately. <laughs> sex workers are always the. Uh, yeah. They get the short end of the, the stick, if you know what I'm saying. 
Because nobody gives a shit. Or the pointy end of the blade. Or not any of the dick. What, however you want to fucking look at it. But sex workers are always a main target amongst serial killers because they're not missed. Them and the homeless. They are considered disposable. Yeah. Until, but most serial killers fuck up when they go after like a 12-year-old little white girl from us, the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's a national event. And now they have to be caught. But they could have at least got 30 more if they would have kept killing hookers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like the rush that's different. I, I don't, I don't but know. When, so the George Hodel thing, though, I want to circle back to that real quick. Before we, I'm about to circle back to okay. that. Okay. It's so on the agenda. Continue. We'll okay. circle back. So Emily said that she caught Elizabeth give, having sex with her boyfriend. And she said that she shot Elizabeth before cutting her in half. Well, that doesn't make any sense because exactly. there was no fucking gunshot wound. The police easily dismissed her confession because obviously Elizabeth wasn't shot. So um, I'm going to backtrack to a name I mentioned briefly last episode. Um, his name is Mark Hansen. Um, back when... Did he have that song, Umbop? No, unfortunately not. Damn, I like that song, Umbop. <clears throat> so, back when the supposed killer sent in personal items of Elizabeth Shorts, there was the an Black ad- Dahlia Avenger? Yeah. <laughs> um, there was an address book with the name Mark Hansen on it. Okay. Okay. So, turns... Yeah, my attention. Turns out... That he was a nightclub owner, and Elizabeth was close with this, like, gang member that would rob hotel safes and whatnot, and this gang member lived in Mark's house. Oh, shit. So, supposedly, allegedly, this Mark Hansen guy ordered the murder because she knew too much about the robberies. Mark had a number of corrupt officers in his pocket, which allowed Mark and this guy named Leslie Dillon to get away with the murder. Leslie was actually a suspect in Elizabeth's murder, but he ended up being in San Francisco at the time. And there was never any proof that Mark Hansen was anything more than a law-abiding citizen. He didn't even have a criminal record. I don't know. Like, that sounds like a really good story. Yeah. But truth be told... I'm leaning more on old George Hodel. I mean, but these rabbit holes were just fun to go down until I started to spiral. But with George Hodel, like, Steve suspects him of being a serial killer. Mm Mm-hmm. But unless he, like, changed his signature, because most serial killers have a signature. Correct. Which is how they get caught. Yeah. Which I would say his would probably be... Um vivisecting a human being and leaving them on the side of the street <laughs> and maybe circular sawing out their pubic area. But didn't he like flee the country? I want to say he did. I found, I don't think I found, I've read anything on him leaving the country. I might have, cause that kind of rings a little bit of a jingle bell. Yeah. I want to, um, I want to say he fled the country. I, I might've read it. But I was also, I might have also read it while I was deep into my spiral, so mm. I don't think I found any corroboration to that. 
in like any of the more prominent sources that yeah. I used. So he went to it looks like the Philippines. Okay. Hold on. Keep <clears throat> keep going. I'm going to Okay. So there is still a theory out there that this Leslie Dillon guy is the one who killed Elizabeth despite him having an alibi. According to author the name is P.I.U., and I don't know how to correctly say that. The last name is Eatwell. Leslie murdered Elizabeth in the Astor Motel, where he often stayed. Eatwell also claims that there are witnesses at a hotel at the hotel that saw a dark-haired woman matching Elizabeth's description at the motel, and that the owners found a room that was covered in blood and fecal matter on January 15th, 1947. Shit. The day that she was discovered. And that would make sense because... Uh, there was... No one ever found a crime scene. Mm-mm. Well, she her intestines were sliced all to hell, yeah. too. So there'd be feces spilling out. All but, right. So here's some shit on George Hodel that I found. So in late 1949, Hodel's teenage daughter, Tamar, accused him of incestuous sexual abuse and impregnated yes. her. Um, so due to all this and people coming down on him about the, uh, Black Dahlia stuff, mm-hmm. he fled the country in 1950 for the Hawaii, which was then a United States territory. So, so Hawaii. must have been after they bugged his house. Yeah. And he must've found it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. He knew the shit was coming down on him. So he's like dipped out. It'd be the same as like us going to Puerto Rico. Like, okay. if we all killed somebody and went to Puerto Rico, Got same it. same concept. A lot harder to get in, you know. Extradition. Yeah. But with just about any theory, there are holes in this one, too. This is Leslie Dillon, Mark Hansen. There's no real evidence that Leslie knew Mark or Elizabeth, and he doesn't have any surgical or medical knowledge, which was a which is a major. You would have concept. to have right. That is a very specific dissection like you have to know exactly where to cut to get it to to get a body to do that there were witnesses that said leslie was not in san francisco at the time of the murder and that the witnesses that did say he was there were unreliable it's been debated but i mean arguments like let's say there wasn't any proof he was in san francisco until january 17th the fact that he was in San Francisco after the murder still causes a problem because the package that was sent to the LA examiner was postmarked from downtown LA and Leslie was definitely back in San Francisco at, at work at that time. Huh? So there's that. I told you guys, I I fucking spiraled. I feel like the note that was sent, like the black Dahlia Avenger thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like it might be bullshit. I don't know. I want to, like, I don't see George Hodel fucking with the police. No, I don't either. I don't. It just, that doesn't make sense to me. I think maybe Elizabeth Short was maybe at somebody's house and left some of her belongings there. Mm -hmm. And this person's like, let's have some fun. Uh, I don't see George Hodel trolling the cops. He's not like a BTK. No, no, he's not. I would say this guy is extremely dangerous and extremely methodical with every move that he makes. Yes. 
Like this wasn't like a, I went and picked up a girl at a bar and then we got into a little tussle and I fucking killed her. Yeah. Oh shit. On the 40th anniversary of Elizabeth's murder, 1987, writer John Gilmore said that he solved the Black Dahlia murder and would share it all in an upcoming book. The first nonfiction book covering the case in detail, actually. Non so George Hodel's or Stephen Hodel's book was listed as fiction. I guess I don't know. <laughs> it depends on when he Damn, wrote that it. Sucks. It depends on when he wrote it. Because it, it just it's, true. Nineteen eighty seven was just the first book nonfiction. Oh yeah, because that happened in two thousand and. Then yeah, so yeah. this guy was the first one to write a nonfiction about the doll, the Black Dahlia murder. It would be another seven years before John finally released the book called Severed, The True Story of the Black Dahlia. That's on, a great name. On August 1st, 1994. And even on in 1994, it was still the first book covering the case, despite it almost being 50 years old. That's crazy to me. that Like, this is one of the biggest true crime things. Of course, yeah. I guess true crime didn't really pop off until... Oh, that was something swept under the rug. Let's not talk about it. Yeah. Well, L.A. probably didn't want, like, people talking about that shit for tourism's sake. But now, like, there's murder tours in L.A. <laughs> they really kind of leaned into the true crime shit. True crime makes money. It does. People love the gory shit. That's like. I mean, that's why we do what we do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh. There was semen found behind her ear and... Blood, guts, and gore signed me up. Her anus was dilated <laughs> the size of a baseball. Ew. Jesus. I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. so, Hold on, let me pop this popcorn. Shut up. Initially, the book was a success, was a success and it earned glowing reviews. John said that this guy, Jack Anderson Wilson, a.k.a. Arnold Smith... Virtually admitted that he killed Elizabeth during interviews with him back in 1981. Jack was an alcoholic and a petty criminal. He died in a house fire the following year. John said that this was too timely because Jack was about to be thoroughly investigated for the murder any day by detective Jigsaw Jim St. John. Thanks to the information given by play John Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> But these claims obviously didn't stand withstand the test of time. Most of his book is now dismissed as pure fiction and imagination. In 1996, a man named this is this is started the mole hole. Uh, this is the mole hole time. All right. Okay. So we're getting just, into the fun <laughs> theories now. The ones that make no. They're like a fever dream. I literally was like, "Where am I?" It's like Sam got COVID and had a gnarly fever for a week and just. Wrote down notes. about the black down. Yeah, I, I, it was a fever dream. <clears throat> so a man named George Knowlton became the latest suspect in the Black Dahlia murder. In the book, Daddy Was the Black Dahlia Killer by Janice Knowlton, obviously his daughter. She, she claimed in a therapy session she began to recover repressed memories of George's violence. Oh, fuck you, dude. Like, come and on. I, mole hole, I told you. And by the end of the year, she remembered that Elizabeth Short was one of his victims. She said that the two were having an affair and she was living in the garage of the family home. 
bullshit. I know. Okay, I told you. I prefaced this is the mo hole time. I now. wish I had a reggae horn. Bullshit. Um, Elizabeth was also a prostitute, according to Janice. That I could actually see. And <clears throat> she would recruit young girls to be sold into a child sex trafficking. That I ring. can't agree with. Right. Janice also claims that she was sold as a child prostitute when she was nine years old by her father. So. I, I, I can't with this I, one. I told you. It's mole hole time. This one's like, I was. All Do I can think of is like Steve Martin and the jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was born a poor black child. He's just like some white homeless dude. <laughs> George Knowlton murdered Elizabeth after she suffered a miscarriage and her body was cut up in the sink and he took her to this he oh. took he took Janice who was 10 years old at the time along for the ride as a cover up. What did he do? Shrink Elizabeth short down to like dwarf size and then I cut her up know. in the sink? How big was that fucking sink? Say I don't know. I need answers. That is bathtub work at best. These claims were obviously dismissed because there was no evidence of a pregnancy and she wasn't chopped to pieces in a sink. So there's that. Her body definitely would have shown trauma. Didi took a sawzall to her back and then flipped her open like a piss dispenser. Oh my God. So this next and last suspect slash theory, this isn't really the mohole anymore it's, it's more of a rabbit hole where it's whatever is in between a rabbit and a mole hole this is that a varmint <laughs> a gopher a gopher hole a, a go we'll call it a gopher hole okay so it's like rabbit gopher mole la surgeon walter bailey was named a suspect by former copy editor of the la times larry harnish he was asked to run a 50th anniversary piece on the murder and he knew very little about the case he immediately became obsessed with her murder and needed to know every nook and cranny of the, of the murder. And Larry became one of the most authoritative voices on the black Dahlia case, uncovering many of the myths and lies that have come about over the years. An interview with FBI profiler, John Douglas led Larry to take a deeper look into the area where Elizabeth's body was discovered. Agent Douglas believed that the killer had a personal connection to the location his initial research turned up little, but the tides were soon about to change. Larry was able to get his hands on Elizabeth's sister's marriage certificate. Oh, shit. Why is this piece an important piece of information slash evidence? It wasn't Elizabeth Short that was murdered. It was her sister, and Elizabeth <laughs> oh took her place. This is Holy not a, shit. This is not a telenovela. <laughs> Adios mios. <laughs> One of the witnesses had put their address as Norton Avenue, which is just a block away from where Elizabeth was found. And the witness's name was Barbara Lindgren. Larry went to the address and found Ruth and Walter Bailey, the parents of Barbara. Larry's interest peaked when he learned that Walter was a surgeon. He surely harnessed the know-how and skills to cleanly and neatly cut someone in half he also found that Walter's office is near the Biltmore Hotel where Elizabeth was last seen. Walter died the year after Elizabeth was killed. His autopsy revealed that he was suffering from en en 
encephalomalacia, a brain disorder that can cause drastic change in behavior and can lead to violence. Don't worry, Jeff will brush that up for you. Thank you. Um, Walter showed changes before his death. He left his family after many years of marriage after having an affair with a co-worker. Walter's friends also confirmed that he wasn't acting like his normal self. He was even able to talk to Walter's daughter, Barbara. But Walter was 67 at the time of Elizabeth's murder, and even with his brain disorder, he didn't have a history of violence. And there's no evidence that he even knew who Elizabeth Short was, and he was never linked to police at the time of her murder. Interesting. I don't think a 67-year-old could do it. No, no. So I will say, as far as probability goes, I would say George Hodel, him. Yeah. uh, And then nobody else. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Now, I enjoyed the Mark Hansen and Leslie Dillon theory. You did talk about Orson Welles' fat ass for a minute. Like, in, 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 the, in the last, yeah. yeah. But I don't think it was Orson Welles either. I think he would like need a cheeseburger break halfway through cutting up a body. <laughs> yeah, he'd get winded. And like, oh, <sighs> God, this, this spine is so hard to cut through. I need a hot dog. <laughs> I he need probably a just hot eat. dog break. <laughs> yeah, he would have cannibalized her. Like... But yeah, so that was the end of my rabbit gopher mole hole spiral. All right, so Christian, who who do you think done it? I'm going with George Hodel, and then the the Walter last Walter Bailey. Thing. Walter Bailey. Nobody on the list. You don't think anybody on the list did it? I don't know. I feel like that a lot of it could. Number one, the fact that they revisited in what 1994. It was like when somebody revisited it like fully yeah. and was really the into book's it. The severed. Yeah. 1999. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it was meticulously his father. And then he started finding all this evidence. Now, this girl was living in downtown LA, right? Mm-hmm. In the 40s. Well, technically, she had gotten kicked out of Dorothy, Dorothy's home. And she was going back to the Biltmore to meet her sister. Mm hmm. And then I don't know where to go from there. Yeah. So she was technically the timeline homeless. got funky. Yeah. Which That's leads where, me to think that she probably might have been sucking dick for dollars. I mean, which possibly could have got her into the, predi- That's, the predicament that she was in. I just don't. Maybe that was one of her clients. Maybe that daughter. Yeah. That was maybe a John. she got. Maybe she got Bible Johned. Yep. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of a hard one there. I mean, all the evidence is pointing at George Hodel. Yeah, it's all pointing there. Yeah, I I, I would say (laughs) if anybody on the list is capable, it's him. Oh, he's more than capable because there's just too much weird shit going on with that guy. And the fact that he fled the country. Yeah, he like now. Granted, he went to a U.S. territory, but he he fucking left. Yeah, he's like, "Eh," and let's just say the fifties. And even up to, like, recently, police didn't like to share too much shit between each other. Yeah. Like, different precincts never shared anything between each other, which is how most of these serial killers in the 70s and 80s, like, got away with their shit. Up until Polly Class got murdered. And then that is when they moved all of the emergency broadcasting to the same channel. 
So, like, even counties next to each other wouldn't hear what was going on in the other county mm-hmm. until Polly Class was murdered. Fun yeah. fact. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed our series on the Black Dahlia. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And let I us need know. More who, rabbit holes. Yes. Let us know who you think had done it. Yeah, who done it. We, we would love to know. Who do you think done it? Um, Christian, drop us the socials and we will see you guys next Friday. Number one, thank you guys for listening. And if you will just make sure to like, subscribe, download all the things. Do the things for us. We like it. We love it. It makes me happy. Yeah, it makes everybody happy. Make sure you guys have your auto downloads on. Make sure you guys review the show. Let us know if there's a certain episode or a certain topic topic that you want us to cover. And we are about to go into my birthday week. Ooh, ooh. (laughs) I'm the last one to the list. (laughs) Or the first. You are the first. The first. And it's in the chilliest time of the year, so I'm sure it's going to be something chilling. Chilling and spine tingling. Yeah, spine tingling. (laughs) We got some fun stuff planned for February. I'm so excited. Yes. It's going to be so much fun. I love these little, like, theme series that we do. Yes. Yeah. They make me happy. I don't know if the listeners like them, but you know what? Let us know if you like them or not. We're going to keep doing Summer of Slaughter. There you go. There's your homework. There's your creepy homework for the week. And spooky season. Yeah. Spooky season's going to always change, though. It's not going to be cryptids every year. No. It'll be different. We are going to sprinkle a cryptid in here soon, though. (gasps) I'm excited. All right, guys. We'll see you next Friday. Bye, Bye. Stay creepy.